It's Wednesday, the 21st of December, 2016. I am Robin Yellow, and this is Tectasm, episode 40, Christmas Tectasm. And with me again, because nobody else is upstairs in my daughter's bedroom, is the gorgeous James Woodall. Hello, that sounded strange. I can't believe we've made it to 40 episodes. 40 episodes, and to celebrate, James, we're in the same building. Wow, it's momentous. It's momentous, but we're in completely different parts of the house to prevent echoes. Well, you know, we are technology-focused here. Well, this week, James, we're going to take a look at a summary of all the tectasms that have happened in 2016. Elon Musk digs himself into a hole again, and South Carolina blocks prawn. And we'll be judging these stories... And one more to tell you if they're a techtasm, which is a blend of tech for technology and tasm for phantasm, something exists only in a person's mind. So without further pre-Christmas nonsense, let's get on with the show. Well, courtesy of our friends at CNET, they have assembled for us Dead Tech Walking, the casualties of 2016 and 2017's endangered list, James. And I thought this is so beautifully written that it would be perfect for us to just go through the list and pass comment on whether we managed to um, correctly identify the tectasm or failure in 2016 or not. You up for it? Yeah, well, it's pretty good of CNET to write this article for us, so thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much, CNET. Uh, uh, they did a great job. Uh, well, first up, James, uh, is the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Yes. Or Samsung Galaxy Not, as we predicted uh, or said. Well, we didn't actually predict its demise because we thought it was a fantastic product. It's when it started blowing up, we said that it's got to be eviscerated, evaporated and removed yeah. from the collective consciousness. Interesting security feature. What, it blows up? Yes. It's like the Mission Impossible. Well, Apple also closes the curtain on its cinema displays. Massive shame, this one. Massive shame. And really, really annoying because you used to be able to have like loads of Apple screens next to each other. They'd look perfect. Everyone was happy. Now that's not a thing. Well, they're still going to have high-definition screens, but they're now going to be made by LG. Yeah. Which is no yeah. bad thing, is it? No, no, it's not. It's just the thing thing about the uh, certainly the iMac 27-inch is because you could get another 27-inch monitor, you could stack the two together and they would all make sense. Now, if you've got an iMac, you cannot get a similar-looking screen next to it. It's Ridiculous. just rude. Well, one of my favourite tectasms, the Google Project Aura, which was the modular phone, has gone the way of the Christmas turkey. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, nothing to say. You're speechless, aren't you, James? Well, I, I mean, I never really believe this one anyway. I mean, look, um, is it Lenovo that picked that up, right? Which, um, you know, was a was didn't they get the Motorola phones as well? Uh, Lenovo did. Yes, that's correct. That's right. Yeah, they did. I, I this one was clearly 
uh, a stupid product. It was a moonshot. It was a it was silliness, and I really wanted it to be real, but we both knew that it wasn't. And the final one in this first segment, James, the Xbox 360 is gone. Yeah, it's a shame that. I mean, it's amazing to think that it lasted for what ten years. Uh, it, was, was it ten years? No, it's more than that, wasn't it? Yeah, two thousand five. Uh, it, it says it. Yeah, eleven years. Wow. So I want to say more wow, than ten. I mean, I mean eleven. <laughs> well, all, all good things must come to an end. Okay, well, next up on the list, um, PlayStation TV is no longer playing near you. I don't remember covering this. We don't. E- we didn't even get this. So uh, actually, the PlayStation TV was something we never got. Uh, or in the UK, but it was something that was launched in America, which had a TV, uh, you know, on-demand cord-cutting TV service built into it. Uh, came, okay. it saw, and then it went. Yeah, and actually, this is an interesting one. Um, the Pebble Watch. The you Pebble know, Watch, yes, that's right. Which was, um, you know, which, which was interesting because of, I mean, obviously, it was bought by Fitbit, then they, they, they then canned it. It was a bit of a shame, really, because... Weren't they like a big kind of Kickstarter thing? They were a Kickstarter. Uh, I think they were always a serious company, but they used Kickstarter to get that sort of groundswell of interest, those kind of first orders. I think they pioneered that Kickstarter model of saying, well, our first, you know, 2,000 units will be pre-ordered, which will help us with the supply chain and encourage us to actually make it. But I think what's actually happened here is that Fitbit have bought it and shut it down specifically because it competes with other Fitbits. Have well, I mean, that hey, right look, that, that, that's that's look for, for the uh, for the founders. I mean, no one's complaining. It's a shame, I guess, but uh, uh, let's hope there's a decent competing product. Well, moving on, the basis peak. Um, it's another watch disappeared. Uh, yeah, I mean, we did we did cover that a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, it uh, recalled for overheating. I mean, oh, oh, of course, this is part of Intel's offering, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the thing about this story is this was all Intel who moved massively into wearables uh, in 2015, I guess, maybe even before, and now seem to remember the story, James, we said they're pulling out of it because it isn't what it isn't. And you had a few choice opinions, obviously, working in this uh, in this field. Yeah, well, um, so, uh, okay, so Toshiba moving out of consumer laptops. Toshiba have moved out of computer. Do you know, I am doing the show... Tonight's show on a Toshiba laptop. Well, it's a Chromebook, but same difference. Yeah, Nothing. well, you know, I mean, uh, the thing is, though, markets like laptops, though, they're very crowded. Consumers don't really buy brands. It's either Apple or other. Yes, you're right. And, in fact, also Samsung moved out of the market as well, didn't they? Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Yeah, you well, can't buy Samsung. All right, right. finally, for this okay. section, um, the VCR, the final VCR manufacturer, um, was shut down this year. Oh, I didn't so, even know they did yeah. them. That must have been some legacy product that was actually just stored yeah. uh, or, or manufactured for those you know, few final use cases. Adios, the mm-hmm. VCR, they always used to get chewed up, didn't they? That's because I like fiddling with them. Mm-hmm. Well, in this next segment, the narrative clip is the first one. Do you remember that, James? The narrative clip no, is a clip-on streaming camera which kind of took continuous photos during your day to give you a kind of view of your life. Okay. Why? Exactly. Well, that's why it disappeared. Narrative clip, I think, had been running a couple of years, so we didn't actually call a tectasm on that one. BlackBerry have stopped making hardware. Well, it was a long time coming. I mean, BlackBerry, Nokia, you know, when Apple came out with the iPhone 2007, 
Microsoft, BlackBerry, and Nokia all said, "Oh no, it's a passing fad." Who, who, who wouldn't want a keyboard? Well, and the answer is yeah. nobody. But but you know they still had the opportunity of making their own hardware. But now they've realised, of course, hardware is commodity, and and there are lots of other people who can make better hardware. I suppose if you're just making a sort of aluminium and glass fondle slab, to quote the register, register, then uh, why make it yourself if somebody else can do it cheaper? Nintendo mm, Wii true. U is going all the way home in 2017, question mark. Now, with the launch of the new Nintendo Switch, this surely has got to be a tectasm. The Wii U always was a kind of shaky product, wasn't it? It was. I bought it, but I only bought it for Mario. I'd never bought any other game for it. So, And I'm certain I'll buy the Switch for the same reason. But I did get Super Mario Run this week. Brilliant. Greatest game. Hands down. Flash! So, uh, yeah. Ah, saviour of the universe. Flash is probably going to disappear in 2017. We're into the predictions segment now. Um, but of course, mm. recently Google disabled in Chrome for most sites the use of Flash, opting for HTML5 in its place where possible. So the primary switched from Flash or the intention of the site to can you run HTML5? If you really can't, I'll still run Flash, but it can't be long now, can it? No, it can't. I've just actually seen here in this article that they've renamed Flash to Adobe Animate as a way of distancing the product. I mean, the product itself is pretty good. It is useful for app developers to make native apps and good experiences. But yeah, as a web plugin, oh, it's just a idea. Well, Flash, is a been, Flash has been around for 20 years. Yeah, 20 it was like 96, wasn't it? It was really early on that Flash... Uh, was being touted by Microsoft with their early Internet Explorer browser. And I'm going to say 96, could be 20 years. Maybe it was 97, actually, in which case that would make the 20-year anniversary the year of its death. And finally, my my segment here, 3D TVs. Well, they came, they confused our eyes for a while, and then they apparently now are on their way out. Did you ever have a 3D TV? You know, TV? I didn't because I'm such a cheapskate on TVs that I wouldn't get it. But I certainly did not. It was a feature I didn't want. I'm one of the 12% of people who don't see in 3D or stereoscopically. Uh, I can perceive depth by parallax, by moving my head and tiny movements. But I don't actually see stereoscop- stereoscopically, <laughs> which means that uh, 3D oh, left okay. me cold anyway. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I did. I used it once. Hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, okay. Um, Samsung declares mirrorless cameras dead. Okay, I, I mean, I want to ask, what's a mirrorless? Well, camera? I'm. Do you know, I'm in the same boat as you. I've got no flipping idea. I, I. Th- so, what are they saying that instead of a mirror, it uses what a prism? So maybe the mirror. I think the Don't traditional know. way of doing it is that mirror sits in front of the lens, and you look through the viewfinder, and then the point at which the, the the image is taken, the mirror f- pops out of the way, and the light is is admitted to the sensor. Um, and if they're mirrorless, that would be a good thing, won't it? I have okay. got no idea. I think that CNET is stretching itself slightly with this next one. Um, <laughs> farewell to four inch phone. Yeah. I think we're in the dregs now. We're, we're at getting the into of the their barrel. 2017 yeah, predictions uh, being made up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. Cheap Android tablets to power off. 
Um, supposedly, a lot of people are switching to Windows 10. I mean, that'd be interesting. That is an um, interesting prediction, actually, yeah. to say. The issue with Windows yeah. 10, of course, is battery life. Now, one thing you're never going to beat Android for, specifically mobile phone designed operating systems, is battery life. And if you run Windows 10 on a device, it's going to take more power to keep it running than the Android equivalent. So I would say that I think they might be wrong on this one. Love to do a tectasm on, on this in 2017. Okay, well, I'm just rounding off. There's kind of a two-in-one, really, both Apple-related. So, and again, predictions. 2017, Apple are supposedly going to kill the airport, which is their router. I think we covered that a few weeks ago. And we also did. the MacBook Air, which is their super-thin laptop, that when they announced that, Steve Jobs pulled it out of a... Um, a paper envelope it was all a bit of a yeah, he did. kind of a, remember that. a thing. Um, I mean, I don't know what Apple's doing. Um, they they shouldn't be neglecting certainly the airport market because they make a good router. But um, I suppose there's other people out there to it. I think we can probably move on though. Um, and uh, yes, kind of, we can. Well, that was an interesting review. We called quite a few of those right, I think, didn't we, James? Um, yeah, I think I think we did. We we uh, we were completely unaware of a few of them though as well. So. Uh, you know, yeah, we right. need to make sure we talk to CNET and write better articles for us, I think. Indeed. It's, it's prob- probably probably better. On. Okay, well, look, moving on. Elon Musk has got a new idea. Sitting in traffic, according to my favourite website, Ars Technica, Sebastian Anthony writes that sitting in traffic, Elon Musk tweeted, and I quote, Traffic is driving me nuts. I'm going to build a tunnel boring machine and just start digging. Followed by another tweet, I'm actually going to do it. And he's going to call this company The Boring Company. Um, okay. So, um, uh, I mean, there's no actual kind of information here whatsoever. But um, Elon Musk, famous, of course, for PayPal, revolutionizing the payment industry. And then Tesla, of course, bringing electric cars to the masses. Now SpaceX. Um, affordable, so well, so so called affordable. And let's not forget the tunnel above the ground, the hyperloop. The hyperloop, yes, exactly. So he's now focusing his attention on tunneling. So the idea being just that because you... he was in a traffic jam. Yep. Do you know, you would have thought the traffic jam wouldn't have been too difficult for him because he'd be in a Tesla with autopilot, so he doesn't have to do anything. And he still wants to dig a hole in the ground. Now the problem with digging holes in the ground, James, is the amount of rocks and dirt and muck. I mean, you know, how long did it take to build 22 or 25 miles of tunnel for the Channel Tunnel between um, England and France? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, they broke through in 91. I think they started in 85. Six years, seven years? Now, that is a long time yeah. to just do what would be, if it was a stretch of motorway, something you'd do in less than half an hour. Well, I mean, the 35-mile tunnel under the Alps... Um, which cost a mere ten billion pounds, took seventeen years to build. Yeah. What is he smoking? Well, well, uh, nobody knows. Uh, it must be good. Um, the I mean, the, look, this article is three tweets that's been blown into a rather not lengthy, but a, you know, a sizable, meaty um, article. Um, tunnels are not new. Um, digging takes a long time. Maybe he's going to build a new type of tunnel boring machine or a TBM, as they call them in the industry. Um, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I, mean, I think the actual the article... issue is that we listen to what he says too much. 
And just because he's got the means to do some wacky things, and uh, he's just got very lucky, I think, with his his business endeavours. Yes. That's what I believe, that he's just actually got lucky. His, his key skill is identifying a niche that no one else is filling. I think the we've already called the Hyperloopers a load of old tectasm. This definitely is a load of old tectasm. I think that actually in a couple of years' time, people will maybe be calling Elon out and saying, well, you said you were going to do this, and you said you were going to do that, and you didn't and you're a big Charlie, uh, therefore we're not going to listen to you as much. So I think actually the the fault is with people like you and me, James, that listen to what he says too much. Yep, very true. Mega tectasm, let's move on. South Carolina, apparently, the state in the United States, is going to debate a bill to block porn on all new computers. Now, citizens that want to opt out of this porn filter... We'll have to pay a $20 fee. What the hell is going on, James? I I think this is one of those cases where some um, lawmaker has has dreamt up a crazy way of winning more votes by saying, uh, we're going to protect people from porn. Um, This would uh, be Bill Chumley, a Republican from Spartanburg who apparently said that blocking people from seeing pornography will somehow be another way to fight human trafficking. Quote, uh, what he said was, this human trafficking thing has exploded. It's gotten to be a real problem. Well, that's not proper English, first no, of all. No, it's, it's not. But then, you know, the Americans speak slightly different English too. Nutter! And this is a tectasm, actually, James, isn't it? Because how on earth would you do it? Well, exactly. I mean... How could you possibly... Look, people will either find out a way themselves to unblock it or use the magical tool tool known as Google to unblock it. Um, I mean, what are they saying? What about people with smartphones? Are you going to tell Apple, you know, you've got to put a porn blocker on your... Well, they can pass the law. Um, And, of course, if your product is in contravention of the law, then they can use local laws to prevent it being sold in that state, which is ridiculous in an American state because you just buy them and you go across the border and get them. It's just a little bit more. Well, exactly. I mean, how many many computer shops are going to open up now on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina selling porn? porn-based computers. Well, I think more than that, they'll be selling VPNs for $10, which give you access to the porn, <laughs> uh, without having to pay the 20 so you save the 10 you know, go out for a couple of beers on us. Brilliant. Total, total tectasm. Okay, okay, finally, um, finally, moving on, Mark, Mr. Facebook Zuckerberg, has decided that uh, he still loves to code, it's very nice. And yes, can we ever forget poke? Yes. <laughs> that was something he coded during uh, one wired-in weekend, didn't he? Yeah, well, um, basically, I mean, he had a kind of a um, a year-long project to himself in 2012 saying he was going to code every day. Well, I mean, he has just been on paternity leave, I believe. Um, but he's yeah. made his own AI virtual assistant called Jarvis. Which oh, is... from the, uh, the movies, isn't yeah. it? From yeah. the Iron Man movies. And supposedly Morgan Freeman is the voice of Jarvis. Brilliant. Um, well, he's uh, not in the movie. The the It's Paul Bettany, isn't it, who does the voice of Jarvis in the movie. You would have thought that he could have got him for a few yeah, more quid. Maybe he was busy. But um, it's just all a bit kind of... It's, all a, it's bit a bit English butler, isn't it? It, it is, but, I mean, you know, I mean, ex-programmer still writes code in bedroom. Yeah, but you see, part of the myth 
of Zuck is the fact that he will do this sort of thing. So he's different. Elon is known for his ideas. Elon. Elon Musk is known for his ideas. Mark Zuckerberg is known for still knowing how it all works. So the idea, I think, at Facebook is that, uh, you know, what would Zuck do? if he saw your code. So there's a kind of macho, perhaps, culture or culture of programming excellence which exists there, which perhaps doesn't exist anywhere else. However, the basic idea of writing an AI over the weekend is clearly ridiculous. I mean, Google's knowledge graph, they must have put $20 billion into developing it over the last 16 years or however long it's been. Uh, and it's very hard to do. The fact that he could do it over the weekend um, yeah. Is clearly ridiculous. Yep, uh, but, but okay. But, but but can I just say this? Sorry, James, Go to talk over you. Something just occurred to me um, that actually, in doing this, he's got a lot of coverage in the press, and it was something that was really missing when the rest, I suppose, of the industry is going a little AI crazy with uh, the Amazon Echo product and Google Home or, or the Google Assistant. Everybody else, and what's the Microsoft one? Cortana. Everyone yeah. else has got one except for Facebook. So, you know, what's the alternative to actually developing one? Well, do some PR and say, look at our double hard CEO has knocked one up over the weekend and it's called Jarvis. And to cap it all, um, it's got flipping um, what's his face doing the voice? Ma Martin yeah, Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, quite, that'd be quite good, wouldn't it? But only it in Martin the voice Freeman. Of the in the, no, it has to be in the accent from the Ali G movie. Yeah, that's right. All right, you mean the uh, Stains Massive? Yep, absolutely. Bad boy, bad boy rapper. You know. Yeah, yep. that's right. Um, yeah. Hey, look, it's it's an interesting. Always in that nice. This is very much an end of the year. Let's write something. Um, you know. It, no, I don't know. I like this story, and I'll tell you, I'm really torn on it because I think, on the one hand, I think he's going to have to develop a Jarvis, an AI of some description, because I suspect that he will need to play to, in order to continue running with the big dogs. He's going to need this. the The idea that he can knock one up over the weekend yeah. is is clearly ridiculous. And uh, though he has taken somebody to his house, hasn't he? Uh, he took this journalist in Fast Company um, to see it. Who is uh, who? Who read it? Who who wrote this piece? Um, it was in Fast Company. Daniel Turdiman. Yep, that's Daniel it. Yeah. yeah. She took him to his house and showed the lights going off and on. What do you reckon, James? Yeah. Um, look, it's clearly before it ever reaches you know mass adoption, it's going to have to be rewritten. I suspect because. Weekend programming is never your finest hour when it comes. Speaking as a programmer, yeah. it's never your finest hour. Um, well, and also, weekend pro projects are generally, I mean, sellotape is the word that I would use. So maybe he got a little bit of work. But then saying that, there's so many AI SDKs out there. You know, it's not. Yeah. It wouldn't. It's wouldn't not. Have been... Not ridiculous then. No, no, it's it's not ridiculous. It's just it probably sounds more impressive than what it actually is. No offense, Zuck, but. Well, what he did, 100 to 150 hours. So let's take the 150 and let's say he does a 50-hour week. That's three weeks. Yeah. It's not quite a weekend, but, well, you know, he's a smart guy. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I don't know, know how to call this one. 
Uh, I'm going to let you call it. A, I, don't, I don't think it's anything. I think it's just, you know, CEO wrote something in the weekend. Christ. Well done. Isn't that nice? And the show, and indeed the year, is over so quickly. That's it for this week. You can find us at facebook.com slash techtasm. Subscribe in the usual way. And contact us at feedback at techtasm.com. We record most weeks at about 9 o'clock. And we hope to continue doing that in 2017. So, signing off for the year, this is me, Sir Robin Yellow. Me, Mr. James Woodall. Asking the question on your behalf. Is it real? Or is it just a tech tech?